SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Wow, what a day it's been uh, with regards to South African football. We'll chat lots about that tonight. Uh, big, big breaking news stories today. But let's start with some news from the Absa Cape Epic. Following yesterday's prologue, today was stage one. Jeff Aliff followed the action for us. The opening stage of the 2016 Absa Cape Epic wrapped up under a blisteringly hot day in the Tilbach Valley today. And the win going to the birthday boy, Cole Pl- along with Urs Huber and the Bulls. Topik Ogon second, Elban Lakata and Christian Heinick with uh, the third place uh, going to Dolomiti Superbike, Perkeles Ilias and Jorge Thiago Ferreira. Uh, some disappointment for Gert Haines who had to pull out of the epic today and not feeling very well. Apparently a touch of flu and that leaves his uh, partner racing alone. That's James Reed. Uh, Ascenders Health have upset the apple cart in the ladies' race. Robin de Groot and Jenny Stenehag taking a surprise win to maintain the overall leader's jersey. They beat Spurs specialised Ariane Kleinans and Annika Longfall after overtaking them in the final three kilometres and uh, keeping uh, themselves in the race in third place. Topik Ergon, Sally Bingham and Adel Morath. Tomorrow, 93 kilometres await the riders, 2,200 metres of climbing and it is the 100th stage of the Absa Cape Epic. It's going to be another big day, another hot day. Jeff Aliff live in Tulbach at the Absa Cape Epic. Well, there was no official cricket at the World 2020 today. The big pool games start tomorrow, and the Proteas play their last warm-up match against the Mumbai Chairman's Eleven. Their campaign starts on Friday against England. As always, lots of talk about the Proteas not performing well on big stages to Imran Tahir. World Cup or no World Cup, it doesn't matter to him. Yeah, look, it's an absolute honour to play for your country in, in world events, like World Cups and stuff. So uh, I think that that give you extra boost, but uh, playing for your country for me, every game I play, very special and um, I just get an energy from there and uh, that's how I've been so uh, I mean it's, it's nothing special but maybe a little bit extra special uh, I think it's, it's, it's the same feeling every time I play for South Africa in rugby news, Sharks fly-off Pat Lambie expects to return from a shoulder injury in May. He believes he will be ready for June's three-test series against Ireland. Varsity Cup action returned today. The Pucker beat the Madibas 46-18. Marty's up against Ikey's in the second game. In Formula One news, former Force India driver Paul Deresta has been named as the reserve driver for Williams in the upcoming season. And finally, in golf news, Charles Swartzel's moved up 11 spots to 21st in the latest World Golf Rankings. That following his victory at the Valspar Championships following a playoff against Bull Haas. Louis Wistazen's moved up two to 16th. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be hearing from Leslie Sidibe. Uh, he put on a press conference today and dropped a few major bombs on South African football. But first, we chat to Tsepo Masilela. It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and the pressure is firmly on. Defending champions, Kaiser Chiefs, they're having a bit of a, a rough patch at the moment. They've uh, suffered their third straight defeat in all competitions, following their one-all home defeat to Asik Mimosas in the CAF Champions League first round this past weekend. And we join now by Tepo Masilela. Tepo, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for joining us uh, this evening. It is the PSL Radio Show, Sekon Jalo. You guys are, are, are battling a little bit at the moment. The pressure is firmly on. 
yeah, we we've kind of hit a rough patch, you know, but it's it's part of football. These things happen. Sepo, it's the, the the teams that bounce back from from difficult times like this that that end up succeeding in the long run. Do you believe this this team has got what it takes to 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 pick themselves up and and dust themselves off after after this little run? Yes, yes, I think we do have the quality and we've got a good coach. So we we most definitely we do have the quality to bounce back and and, get, and go on a good run again. It's, it's eight games, if I'm not mistaken, to go. So. We we looking to turn things around. Looking at the league as it stands now, Mamelodi Sundowns uh, are, are playing phenomenal football. Do you, do you believe that they can still be caught, or have you conceded the title to to the Brazilians yet? Uh, right now, we just want to focus on ourselves you know, and try and win our games. Uh, to be honest, yeah, they've been playing good football, winning winning games, and they they're in a good position to win. So all all that, all that we can do is to focus on ourselves. Tepo, what, what what do you think the, the the issue has been? I, I mean, if you think about the the way Chiefs played last season, I mean, I'm, of course you were untouchable last season, and and obviously fans are frustrated because it's essentially the same squad of players uh, with with a couple of additions and, and and a couple of players who have left. But in in essence, Kaiser Chiefs have always been a strong side. You're coming off a, a pretty successful league campaign last year, and there's there's been nothing to show for it this season. Yeah, I mean, seasons are not the same. Seasons are not the same. If you check, you know, on my first season, we won the double. Second season, we, we finished uh, trophyless. Third season, we won double again. And this year, we're struggling again a bit. But I think luck has not been on our side. If you check the games we played, we dominated. We created chances, you know. But we didn't take our chances. And, and to be honest, also defending we we haven't been solid you know a strong strong good defense we need the ch- championship but we haven't been defending that well this season Tip, obviously the fans are, are disappointed because they haven't had anything to, to, to sort of show off and boast about this season yet. What's your message to the fans? And, and like you say, I mean, you have, see, you have seasons where, where things do go better. And is it a case of them just biding their time and being patient because uh, the team will bounce back? Yeah, to the fans, my message, you know, it's, it's that in, the, in those times, that's when we need them the most, you know. Their patience and their support will, will make a huge difference in, in lifting the guys, you know, and giving us confidence. You got a chance to, to redeem things tomorrow night. Jomo Cosmos, uh, you're playing at home. The pressure is on. It's it's one on paper. Kaiser Chiefs should win. Are, are you feeling the pressure? Is is because of what's been going on, uh, sort of in in all competitions up till now? That does that sort of open the door to 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 Cosmos for tomorrow night? No, when you have the team like Kaiser Chiefs, the pressure is always on. You know, you win the league, the pressure is on to defend it. You don't win the league, you know, next season the pressure is on to win the league. So the pressure is always there and. Uh, tomorrow again going to be a tough encounter because they're fighting for their life. They are down there, and we also want to turn things around. So it should be an interesting encounter. I wanted to ask you that. It's one thing playing a team who's mid-table, maybe fighting for a top eight position, or or, or someone who's who's maybe like a Vitz or a Platinum Stars. But you, you talk about Cosmos. I mean, they are. They're literally fighting for their lives. They're two points ahead of of Maritzburg United. They level on points with the University of Pretoria. There's still a, a handful of games left this season, and a lot for them to play for if they want to stay up in top flight football next season. 
Yes, I think at this at this stage of the season, there's no easy games. The whole game, they're like tough right now. You know, you find teams uh, fighting for top eight, fighting for their lives. You know, if teams run uh, challenging the league, so every game is like a cup final. So we just have to up our game and turn things around. I know you're taking it one game at a time, so the focus is on Cosmos tomorrow. But after the loss this weekend, you, you've got to travel this coming weekend, and uh, you, you've conceded a goal at home. So the, the pressure is really on in the in the Champions League. Has there been much talk about that and how you're going to approach that game at the weekend? The talk has been about Cosmos, to be honest. But we we all know that we had a bad result at home, and it's always uh, very difficult winning. You know, outside South Africa, to to be successful in the Champions League, you have to win your home games. So we all know that. But but all is not lost. We still have another 90 minutes to play, and we'll give it our all. Several personally, just to wrap things up from from your game and the way you're playing at the moment. I mean, what are, what are some of the things you're struggling with, and some of the things you're working on personally? Uh, I'm not that clear to focus on me alone. You know, and we all know. As a team, you're not doing well. I can say, because I'm part of the defense, I would like to keep more clean sheets. You know, in the last remaining games, if we can keep more clean sheets, it would be nice and win games. Tepo Masilela from Kaiser Chiefs, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Best of luck for that clash tomorrow uh, against Cosmos and safe travels to you and the rest of the squad this coming weekend. I know the whole of South Africa, whether they Kaiser Chiefs fans or not, will be behind you uh, and hope that you can fly South Africa's flag on the continent. Best of luck. Okay, thank you very much. CSL Radio Show. Well, if you've been following the news today, you will be well aware that uh, world footballing body FIFA has handed bans to a handful of South African football administrators. Former head of referees, Lindila Eskika, has been banned from all football-related activities for six years. Former SAFA CEO, Leslie Sidibe, was found to have infringed rules related to disclosure, cooperation and reporting of the FIFA Code of Ethics. Sidibe has been banned for five years from all football-related activities. He was also uh, fined 20,000 Swiss francs. Furthermore, SAFA employees Adil Carlsa and Steve Goddard were also found guilty and each received a ban for two years earlier in the day. Uh, Publavan Govan Sami, chairperson of SAFA Ethics Committee, came out and said that SAFA had welcomed uh, the decision and backs uh, the bans. And I can tell you, a little bit earlier on this afternoon during PM Live, if you had listened to the show, you would have heard a press conference uh, from former SAFA CEO Leslie Sadiba, and he ended up making a few uh, huge, huge allegations and uh, part of that press conference was Steve stating his case. He says he was made to believe by South African authorities that he had been cleared of any wrongdoing. Uh, I was investigated by the police and the National Prosecution Authority took a view that there was no um, evidence of match fixing uh, from, on my part. Notwithstanding my repeated public undertakings to cooperate with any independent investigation or inquiry into the allegations, my name had been mentioned along with other names in the speculation relating to these incidents. In response, I have written several letters to SAFA, and this was done directly by my attorneys since 2012 in an effort to prepare for the commission of inquiry. My repeated requests for access to certain information have been ignored by SAFA. 
I requested access to the following. Number one, I requested access to the laptop that was assigned to me during my tenure as the CEO of SAFA. Number two, I requested access to emails that, were, that are sitting on the SAFA server. I also requested minutes and reports from the various committees of SAFA. Sidibe asked Safa for information in order to build his defense. The former CEO said he even used the Freedom of Access to Information bill, but had no luck. In desperation, I filed an application in terms of the Promotion of Access to Information Act, requesting the provisional report by FIFA after its investigation on match fixing in 2010. Secondly, I requested access to my laptop issued to me at the time by, by SAFA. And three, I requested access to the SAFA email server. Now, where people say a laptop has gone missing, and you, you then uh, you are in the process of conducting an investigation, let's assume the laptop is missing for a moment. Logically, if there's information that is not sitting on the laptop, particularly emails and crucial correspondence, you go to the server. And that is why I've asked access to the, to the, to the server, to the extent that they cannot find the laptop. I also access, requested access to crucial information sitting on the server of the local organizing committee, the 2010 FIFA World Cup organizing committee. To, to date, Despite the application that I filed with SAFA, and I do have uh, copies of that application, I do have access to copy of my prior inform, uh, uh, request, uh, uh, my request for information in terms of the promotion of access to Information Act. This is addressed. My my application was addressed to Mr. Denny Jordan, and in it. I'll give you access to this thing. I requested access to all correspondence, including minutes of meetings plus key decisions of SAFA and the 2010 FIFA World Cup bid committee and the organizing committee relating to payments of the 10 million US dollars. Sidibe says he was never questioned by FIFA and because the documents from SAFA were not forthcoming, he was not able to defend himself against the charges laid against him. They refused to give me access to the information that I need for purposes of framing a response to the allegations. Despite being satisfied that I'm being investigated, I have never been interviewed by FIFA, nor have my repeated requests for access to the documents which are critical to my response to FIFA ever been made available to me, either by FIFA or by SAFA. My lawyers, my legal representative, responded to FIFA in a letter dated the 20th of November, 2014, advising that I had voluntarily referred the matter to the public protector for investigation and subsequently on the advice of the public protector to the South African Police Service. The approach to the public protector and then to the South African Police was in response to the refusal by SAFA to make available those documents which were critical to my defense in the FIFA investigation 
and the failure by FIFA in its investigation to insist that SAFA make the documents available either to, to me or to my legal representative, or even to FIFA. In my view, the FIFA investigation remains incomplete and remains unreliable for as long as these documents are not included in the investigation. On the 28th of November 2014, FIFA wrote to me to notify me that I would be contacted by the Chief of Investigation for the FIFA Security Department with a specific request for documents and information. This was after I had repeatedly requested the documents from SAFA, which were vital to my response, and after I had implored FIFA to assist in securing these documents from SAFA. So, you, you have this crazy situation where people are asking me for information that they are sitting with, and that is uh, SAFA. SAFA is sitting with this information that I've requested. They have refused to give me access to this information, and yet FIFA, in its own infinite wisdom, because they think they own the world, and they think that they can do whatever they want, wherever they go in the world, in their own infinite wisdom, FIFA then says, I must give them documents. During the explosive press conference, Sidibe also revealed that through their legal team, Safa instructed him to destroy any correspondence that he believed would strengthen his case. To the doubting Thomases, I have a copy of the letter. Here is the letter. And I'll read the letter for the sake of completeness. Mr. Leslie Sidibe, Re South African Football Association and yourself, we act on behalf of the South African Football Association, here and after referred to as our client. We are instructed by our clients as follows. One, that on or about 4th February, alternatively on or about the 5th February 2010, you entered into a contract of employment with our client. The contract of employment was for your appointment as the Chief Executive Officer of our client. That on the 5th of January 2011, and by mutual agreement between you and, your, and our client, the contract of employment was terminated. A severance contract was entered into by the parties. We are instructed by our client that the contract of employment contains certain confidentiality undertakings by you, in particular not to disclose or use our client's information. Paragraph 4. Clause 11 of the contract of employment reads as follows. The executive shall not during his employment with SAFA or for a period of 12 months thereafter directly or indirectly use for his own benefit or the benefit of any person and shall keep confidential and not disclose any trade secrets or confidential information of SAFA other than those persons connected with the companies who are required to know this, those secrets or to have the information. For the purpose of this clause, the expression trade secrets and then they go on. Furthermore, clause 12 reads, on termination of this agreement, for whatever reason and howsoever arising, the executive shall forthwith deliver to SAFA all confidential records, documents, accounts, letters, and papers of every description within the possession or control of the executive relating to the affairs and business of SAFA, whether or not such were originally supplied by SAFA. Then the, the next paragraph talks about return of assets, that Sidibe shall return all SAFA assets in his possession to SAFA on or about the termination date without limiting the extent of this clause 
Assets shall include his laptop, petrol card, credit card, books, documents, electronically stored information and the like. Paragraph 7. We are instructed that on the evening of the 6th of February 2012, you featured as a guest on Metro FM talk show hosted by Robert Marawa. Mr. Marawa stated that his producer had received from you various correspondence. We are further instructed that during the interview, you and the host read out extracts from certain correspondence, including but not limited to correspondence apparently exchanged between yourself and Dennis Mambul during your tenure as chief executive of our client. Such correspondence was, generally, was generated during your tenure as an employee of our client and was therefore subject to the confidentiality undertakings referred to. Despite the above-mentioned clauses found in the two mentioned contracts, you only breach your confidentiality undertakings by being in possession of such correspondence. You also unlawfully disclose same to the host of the listeners. So I was not supposed to tell you and give you my side of the story. The letter goes on to say, the mere fact that you have in your possession certain correspondence which you could only have if you have you could only have if you have breached your confidential undertakings referred to above, create in our client's mind a reasonable apprehension that you have in your possession unlawfully other correspondence and documents of our client. We are instructed by our client to demand from you, as we hereby do, the following. Now, this is quite an interesting demand, even coming from a, a law firm. One. Return of all correspondence in your possession, including but not limited to those that you read during the interview, and whether in hard copy or electronic form. Two, an explanation of how such correspondence came into your possession while you are no longer in the employ of our client. Three, and, and I really fasten your seatbelt. Three, that you delete irretrievably all electronic copies of our client's confidential information from every media device on which they may be stored. Four, an undertaking by you to refrain from similar conduct in the future, together with confirmation that you've complied with 11.3 above. The above demands are to be met within five days from date of receipt of this letter. Our clients, our clients' rights are fully reserved. Stiebe believes that the reason Safa was not forthcoming with the information he requested was because of financial irregularities around the 2010 FIFA World Cup. I am sure, and I'm certain, that Safa's steadfast refusal to allow me access to my Safa laptop, the email on the servers, and documents that I requested, is directly motivated by a concern that I would have placed Safa in a compromising, I would have placed compromising documents before FIFA, which would have caused significant embarrassment to Safa. Prior to the 2010 FIFA World Cup, I think you should know this, that when I became the CEO of SAFA, SAFA was bankrupt. There was no money. Go back to the announcement that we made. There's a press statement of February 2010. There was an article that came out that SAFA was bankrupt and we are not able to pay even salaries. Ladies and gentlemen, SAFA was bankrupt when I came in. And SAFA did not even have the funds to cover the cost of those international friendlies, which, by the way, were not requested by Leslie Sidibe. It was the national coach who asked for those uh, friendlies. And you will remember, because most of you were there at the time, those were hastily arranged because the 
Because at the time, the coach said quite emphatically that he had not believed after the... You recall that we had a number of camps. There was the camp that was held in, in Durban in uh, January. There was a camp that was held in Brazil. You recall that camp. There was another camp which was held in Germany. Okay. Those three camps were supposed to have create, were supposed to have prepared the team and to make the team ready for the World Cup. But after those camps, the coach still insisted that the team was not ready and he wanted more friendly matches. There was no money. There was no money to pay for these things. In the context of Safa's financial circumstances, I have to ask the question, why donate 10 million US dollars to a Caribbean island when Safa itself needed these funds? The so-called diaspora. <laughs> this invites a serious investigation. Anderson, come in. You know why you're here? To get a promotion for that cost-cutting I've been doing. Wipe that smug look off your face. Huh? Theft, racketeering, fraud. What? These won't look good on our company profile or your CV. Sir. You've put my life's work and 500 jobs on the line. You make me sick. Cuff him. The bottom line is electricity theft is bad for business. Report electricity theft anonymously by sending an SMS to 32211. SMSs cost one rand. Operation Kanisa. The power is in your hands. When you see our children go to school, do you ever take a moment to congratulate yourself? When your neighbors collect their ARVs, do you think about the fact that you are helping save their lives? When millions awake to clean running water, are you aware that each drop is because of you? When small businesses grow into big businesses, do you know that you were a part of it? When last did you take a moment to acknowledge your contribution? To think of the difference your taxes make to the everyday lives of every South African. You are the architects, the teachers, the protectors, the people who make this country great. Thank you for building a better tomorrow. SARS, at your service. Do not let higher education fees prevent you from making your dreams come true. The New Age is giving away bursaries worth 400,000 rand. Get your copy of The New Age for only 350 and stand a chance to win. For more information, visit www.thenewage.co.za. The New Age, one country, one paper. Well, there you have it. A few snippets out of that press conference from this afternoon and uh, some huge, huge uh, bombshells being dropped on South African football today. Joining us now is SABC journalist Vilil Mbule. Vilili, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. What does this mean for South African football? Well, uh, Brett, uh, from the start, this thing, uh, the first time it came out, you will recall that, uh, at that at that time, Safa, um, which is Mafana Mafana, um, was uh, sponsored by, I think, Puma. And uh, Puma at the time, um, when these allegations came out, 
uh, distance themselves. In fact, they ended their um, relationship um, with Safa. So you can imagine that um, this is bringing a lot of negativity uh, to the local game. And I'm sure, I'm sure uh, the repercussions of this will be severe for um, uh, local football, more especially the negativity that is attracting. And at a time when they are trying to prepare for the Olympics later this year in Brazil, they are struggling to get sponsors. And I think this is going to make things worse for them and for football because, Brad, this is not the only thing that's um, talk about match fixing. And this, we're talking about a case here that is already more than five years old, and but it's still dragging and dragging and dragging. And there's the latest one that has just been introduced just last week. Yeah, it's 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 huge story, and and Leslie Sidibe obviously had his back against the wall today. He's been banned. He's denying any wrongdoing, and he came out uh, guns blazing briefly. How does Safa bounce back from this? How, what do you think their reaction is going to be? Yes, uh, you see, this now it's going to be interesting because uh, Leslie here today is also accusing Safa um, of denying them. Uh, 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 the chance uh, to get the documents that he says uh, in Safa uh, or in the Safa emails or in the Safa server, where he can be able to go and um, defend himself uh, on what FIFA is asking him uh, to respond on. Because um, he's saying here, FIFA today has released this statement, banned him for five years, and also fined him 20,000 francs, translating to close to 300,000 rands, uh, having not even for a single day uh, been given an opportunity um, to talk about um, Safa, in fact, to, to, to defend him, to, to himself on this. And he's saying he's even tried to get FIFA to force Safa and to provide him with the documents and also including his laptop yeah, at the time. Valilla, it's, a big, it's time. a big, big story. Unfortunately, we are out of time. There'll be more tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Whitten of that. I've got no doubt. And that brings us to the end of SAFM Sports Chat, the PSL radio show, Second Jala tonight. Valilla, thank you for your time. Thank you to our guests as well, Tepo Masilela. And uh, yeah, keep following this story. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the talk show from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We're back again tomorrow. Right now, it's 7 o'clock. Time for your news.